up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 168 are open. This week on the show, we're talking about the biggest hardware launch this week, which is the, the Game & Watch. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't think any other company actually released anything. No. No. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't see three other boxes over there. Yes. No. On, on, on your desk? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And we're going to t- be talking about that and much more. And to talk all about that is uh, Bryce DeWitt. Brycey. Uh, yes, it's me. Hello. Yeah. Hey, mm. Here you go, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, mate. Yeah. yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks. I haven't talked to you in a good old fortnight here. No. Yeah. You did a show by yourself. I did a show by myself. And That's now correct, we're, yeah. we're back. Yes. 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 We were correct in our assumption that shit's going to get busy. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we uh, predicted that one. Yeah, we did, yeah. Did yeah. you get the lottery ticket the same day? Did you predict that? No, I, you know what? I'm actually really depressed because I was going oh, to put oh. on a lottery ticket yesterday. Right. I was going to put on a Kino ticket yesterday, but just after I left work and was going to my second job, and in the time that I had left my first job and got to the second job, <laughs> the 2.5 million had <laughs> dipped. And I'm like, ah... <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I put a ticket on? I might have won. You might have. Might have won. Mm. Yeah. Just not, not encouraging people to gamble out there. No, of course not. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, you should always be responsible with your money. And um, like, I don't bet all the time. It's just sort of a thing of like, hmm, I feel like I'm being a bit lucky today. Maybe I'll put something on. And then I'm like, don't win anything. I'm like, well, that was a waste of money. And then I throw my ticket away. I've never had that feeling where it's like, I feel lucky today. So... Uh, I've never, I've never actually spent my own money on a lottery ticket. No, I mean, I know, I know it's I, like. He, here's the thing: is like the phrase "you have to be in it to win it" is such a a cliche. <laughs> a cliche. Yeah. Like you know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but you, it's true. It it is it is true to some context, but you're almost never a winner. So you know, <laughs> it is. It is very much a, you know, you've got to be very responsible. Uh, I don't put, I'm not like some people and that go to the bar and that's their purpose, you know, like five days a week or whatever. I'm not like that. I'm kind of like, I work at a bar and then if I'm coming off a shift and I'm like, you know what? I might see if I can win myself a million dollars, I might put five (laughs) bucks on. I might put five bucks on and then I'll be like, all right, yep, that was a waste of money and then move on. That's kind of just like how you have to treat it. There's no you know, sort of in between. You can't you can't really dedicate that money. Mm. You can always use it somewhere better, so just be uh, wary of that. Yeah. Well, we haven't won the lottery, so we're not full-time podcasters just uh, living off of our wouldn't lottery that, wouldn't winnings just, just be the dream? It, it really would be. I would, I would, I, it I would, would be I, so good. I, I would take that $2.5 million, get a block of land, build a house, and then I would build a studio. Oh, yeah, just like a real nice, like... Like an action outside thing. the house. Oh, yeah. it's so good that I can soundproof and like all all the good stuff. You know, like that that that, that is what I would do. You know, it'd be perfect, mm. perfect. And we can just put all our energy and that's right that yeah. into it. It'd be awesome. We can get we can get a setup in there that's more permanent. You know, like a, a big computer with lots of hard drives and. No, let's stop doing this. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go sharing tomorrow, so uh, don't make me feel bad about that. <laughs> Yeah, so been an absolute massive week, but not on the Nintendo front. Been a massive week, obviously, in PlayStation and Xbox, bringing their, their brand new consoles. Yes, yes. Congratulations to both companies. They've obviously both done pretty well in terms of mm. uh, general response, I think. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, when their sales data and all that comes out, see how many they actually shifted. I think um, PlayStation will still probably do better for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, But, you know, that being said... Um, You've you've we've both sort of played with them a little bit. You've got you've got three of the four boxes here. Mm. You've got uh, PlayStation Five. You've got a Series S and a Series X. Mm, delicious. Yep. Which uh, you know they all look very nice over there and very tantalising. And you know you kind of just like mm, I would love to just sit there and play them all day, but we know that we can't at the moment. So that's a shame. But- I've got to record it. I've got to talk to you while I'm just looking at them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the butt, isn't it? Mm. I'd like to just be able to call off work and we can just sit here and drink beers and play shit all night. Oh. How good would that be? Yeah, but then I've got work tomorrow as well. So it's a you take work off tomorrow. How good would that be? Mm. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? It would be great. We need to. We should organise a night for something like that. I think. Yeah, we need to. 
Yeah. Yeah. Come December, just be like, all right, we'll pick a weekend and be like, right, we're taking this off. Sorry, it's, it's happening. <laughs> I'm coming into work. See you later. Mm. And then just go from there. And I think, um, you know, we can probably manage that somewhere if we're lucky. Yeah. Hopefully I'll have my ex by then and we can, you know, play some online yeah. multiplayer or something. Yeah, because like I was, we were talking before the show, like, what are we going to talk about? Because it's been a real pretty quiet week for Nintendo. We've still got a fair bit here to actually talk about. But at the same time, I've just been playing like a little bit of stuff on PlayStation and Xbox. So I really yeah. haven't been into my Switch really for the last probably couple of weeks. So I guess for anyone out there, like, you know, new consoles are exciting regardless of what your favorite games are or whatever. So talk a little bit about my experience with the PlayStation 5 and uh, Xbox Series S for the mo- most part. I got my Series X on Friday and it's still, it's out the box, but it's not actually plugged in. Everything's um, set up on the Series S at the moment in my uh, little bit of an office in here, which is just full of cardboard and that because everything's just been unboxed and mm. um, chucked together. So it's a bit of a... It's literally everywhere. Look at it all. Just, well, it's not everywhere now. It's, you know, it's in the containers there. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I think uh, the thing what stands out the most, like with the with the Xboxes, if if you've looked into it at all, you know it's pretty much just faster, better, stronger. You know, it's pretty basic upgrade, but it's like absolutely fantastic. And the uh, the controller to me that comes included with it, like Bryce was saying before, like you know I've got a elite controller, so you know it's not too big a deal. He'll mm. continue using that, but I actually really love the new controllers. Just like with the, I, f- I feel like they made it feel um, a bit more snug in the hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just with like its texture, it feels like real, like quite rough on the back with the grips, and it feels really nice. And the biggest thing to to me is the D pad, mm-hmm. which is like a real clicky one, and it doesn't look like a traditional just cross, which you might see on Nintendo uh, controllers. But I've got to say, I feel like I have I've only played Tetris Effect connected through Game Pass on it, but I feel like it's uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, D pad. Yeah. Which is just like crazy coming from Xbox because Xbox have really struggled to have a decent D pad for yeah, that's right, yeah. a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They got they got pretty good on the um I guess the Xbox One with mm-hmm. the D pad, but it still wasn't, you know, perfect. Yeah. Um but it's just absolutely fantastic on this one. And um uh, as far as the dual sense control, it's really cool just with all uh, all the triggers and everything that's going on, the haptive uh haptive haptic. Haptic feedback i'm very um um, i'm very impressed with the dual sense um i've i've traditionally not been a huge fan of playstation controllers uh as a lot of people with sort of bigger hands typically are kind of like you know you're gonna curl your fingers around in sort of awkward places and things just don't always fervently work out how much bigger are your hands than mine let's put them together yeah, yeah, a lot bigger than mine. Holy yeah, shit. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, for somebody that has big hands, like everybody's like, oh, they're fine. I don't know what you're on about. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have fucking jumbo, for, like <laughs> jumbo, you jumbo, jumbo size clown hands. So it's not, it's not that comfortable, but you know what? Um, the dual sense feels a lot better in the hands than what previous, the last two, the last two to three, even generations of PlayStation controllers feel like. Um, I do think they're a very clean controller and they're very nice. Um, however, I think, uh, as cool as the haptic feedback is, and you could definitely feel it all out in the controller and that's really, you know, that's like some HD rumble sort of like pro level of shit. And, um, that's awesome. Um, but as a lot of people have sort of mentioned there, there are experiences where you're going to want to turn that off. Definitely. Um, I remember seeing a post on Twitter today that was sort of like showing off the, uh, haptic feedback on like guns in Call of Duty and like how they differentiate and stuff like that. And I could not imagine anything more annoying in a online first person shooter and competitive multiplayer when you're trying to be accurate. Yeah. So you say that for the multiplayer, but I think it would be pretty cool for in the, the single player the campaign. Be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying that like if you are primarily like a multiplayer person, it's pretty much gonna be a non-feature yeah. for you and it's pretty easy to turn off and something i found because like with like sharing and that like you're using your hands that much and quite often i'll wake up in the middle of the night with like pins and needles in my hands and stuff um so like at the moment like my index fingers are like, really sore so having that extra tension on the triggers i'm like Ow. I'm, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually like thinking about it because like, i can feel it in my hands i'm like oh because like there's a bit in Astrobot, which is probably um, the game I put the most time into on PlayStation Five. Yep. There's a bit where you get a bow and arrow, and you sort of you know there's more tension in the trigger, and you pull it in, and you let it go. I was like, oh, it kind of hurts. So I, I'm happy it didn't last all that long. The hell yeah. is that? 
There's a, Somebody, cha- there's a chainsaw or something outside. Yeah, so enjoy that, guys. You're going to hear that. We can't stop. I actually don't know because a lot of the times when we can hear it, it actually doesn't come through on the recording, some oh, of these okay. sounds. There you go. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't because that's annoying me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think uh, like that was extremely pr- impressive. Obviously, my pl- uh, PlayStation 5 will be my sub pickup this generation um, because of... Uh, I think just like with Xbox's conveniences and benefits of Game Pass and stuff like that, I support those type of business decisions and I think um, that just works out well for me. And um, especially since like it, it's the thing where I'm like, well, I haven't got any money, so no wait for a major release. It's sort of like, well, I can just keep paying for Game Pass and first party titles that come out I'll have on it. Whereas with PlayStation, if I leave it for a little bit longer the way I see it, games are going to come down in price. And I'm not going to have to, yeah. you know, sort of spend as much. Yeah. How, how I'm sort of viewing it at the moment, like um, PlayStation 5 obviously has the the biggest um, launch out of the two. Just, oh, sorry, for launch exclusives. Yes. So, like, I'm, a, I'm at the moment, I'm a lot more interested to play the PlayStation 5 just for Demon's Souls and... Oh, uh, obviously, yeah. Uh, Sackboy and all that. But just Xbox has just made it so seamless between just upgrading and moving your games around and everything. And, and quick start too. Yeah, there's quick start. Like I feel like just the ecosystem they've built over there is just more convenient and more reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's how I'm going moving forward. I think for the most part, PlayStation 5 is going to be an exclusive box and going forward, they're going to have plenty of exclusives to make that um, purchase um, justified. But like, you know, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and all of these things I'm looking forward to playing in the next two or three months, um, I'll be going next box. Just out of curiosity, I guess. Um, with with the Series S and the Series X, because you'll be you'll be the first person to know that the the PlayStation's differences. But obviously, with the Series S and the Series X, obviously um, the Series S doesn't do like all the extra tidbits that the Series X does. But does the digital edition of the PlayStation Five? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same, just no disc drive on the PlayStation side. Because I would would probably consider just getting a digital PlayStation 5, to be honest. I know that there's not a lot of space on them, but um, as a a console that I would probably use more for exclusives than anything else, I think that would probably be where I end up. Yeah, just depends on, obviously, with physical games being a lot cheaper in Australia, that's the only thing, but... Yeah, well, like, and I mean, I, I suppose I agree with that. But if I'm not buying much on it anyway, it's not going to be too much of a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, right, in the end and at the end of the day, is that it really doesn't matter what platform you pick anymore because the way things are going, everything's going cross-play, like across consoles, PC, Switch, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know. I think I think that's like beneficial for the future of gaming, and I think anybody can agree. Um, like even just with games like Call of Duty and stuff like that, having that option, yeah, is definitely a plus. So um, I'm really keen for that to sort of go ahead and use Xbox for third parties primarily, and then PlayStation's as a uh, exclu- like an exclusive console primarily. Mm. Um, and I don't think that I need to go ahead and get a disc drive. PlayStation, if I, if I save myself a bit of dosh. I mean, it's 150 bucks at the moment, um, difference between them, so. Yeah, yeah, which is, you not know. A, not a small amount. In, well, yeah, that's right, yeah. It's quite quite a quite a bit of a jump. And if I'm only playing one ex- a couple of exclusives at a time, I don't think I really need it. And honestly, I'm really interested in, um, you know, the, the controller itself. And I feel like it'd be a good way to play a lot of those third-party games as well. But to be completely honest with you, um, as good as as good as it is, and as futuristic and as awesome as it is, I'm not sure if it's a complete necessity. And I think it's one of those things like the 3ds is 3D, where it's just like I just won't notice it after a while, and it'll just meh. Yeah, it's kind of like on the Nintendo side, we see a lot of that type of thing, and it, like with the Switch, with the HD Rumble, like how much have you thought about no. that since launch? Like no. we played one two Switch, which should have been included yeah. just to show off that feature because a lot of people would have picked up that and not one to switch and like just Zelda and end of the year they picked up Mario and they just maybe picking up the big Nintendo first party games and they might have never felt HD rumble in that controller no like exactly it was ne- never yeah. used again obviously third parties aren't using it and um, I think on the PlayStation side it's going to be supported a bit better than that yeah um, just a cool of duty and other stuff just by the way they're going yeah, yeah they're, they're already supporting it but 
on the Nintendo side, it was just it just went like it's a waste of money in that controller, really. At the end of the day, yeah, it is, yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think that's probably what I'll do. So basically, I'll be be doing relatively the opposite of what you're doing and get the smaller PlayStation instead, mm. rather than yeah, you know, sort of going that way. Yeah, yeah it's exciting times. I'm really keen to get some games played on it. Absolutely, really yeah. enjoying um Astro uh bot. I was going to say a rescue mission. That's the VR, but um, <laughs> yeah, really enjoying Astrobot on on the machine, and it's just like it's an absolute wonderful three um, D platform. It's uh, it's only like about four hours long or so. I'm just sort of trying to wrap up the platinum trophy on it, but it's really um, a lot of people are saying this, but it's like really Nintendo esque. Um, <laughs> who decides to bloody use a chainsaw when we record a podcast? Like right now, right now. <laughs> I love I I love I love oh. life. It's great, isn't it? Oh. It's lucky it's a chill episode this week and we haven't got, like, the end of the world to talk about us. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, oh, uh, on the house tomorrow, we're talking about the end of the world. Now we stop. So I was going to, like, leave a little bit of silence there to see if we can actually see if it's coming up on our meter here. But regardless, anyway, so Astrobot is just a really fantastic 3D platformer. I think if you're a Nintendo fan, especially, you'll absolutely adore um, that game. Yeah, yeah. It's just really, just the level design's fantastic. The atmosphere and everything's just awesome. It's a short experience too. Like mm. it's not going to chunk up a lot of time. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to getting into Sackboy Big Adventure just for the same reason. That it's just a really stunning looking 3D platformer in the same esque as uh, Mario 3D World on Wii U and coming to Switch uh, in a couple of months. So really looking forward to jumping into that one too. I've sort of left, um, yeah, Sackboy and Demon's Souls um, in their plastic still. So I actually go and finish Spider-Man and gradually finish them and not just unwrap them all and chuck them in the cupboard or something and forget about them. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, really excited about those consoles and um, moving forward with the Switch, looking forward to uh, playing Zelda. I think um, Zelda's probably the only thing I'm playing on it for the rest of the year. I'm sort of backed up with uh, next generation stuff. Yeah, it's, it's it's an awkward um, awkward situation for Nintendo at the moment because um, Zelda's it. They've got a lot in the backlog that they really need to start talking about and announcing and sort of going from there, but they've left it relatively quiet over the over the course of the last few months. And it's been really hard, I think, as a Nintendo podcast to find excuses to talk about Nintendo when uh, obviously all the lead up with the consoles has been happening and mm. Nintendo's not saying anything. And- well, yeah, and as far as uh, doing the podcast together as well, like it's, to be fair, most of the focus has been on Nintendo over the last few years, just with you know lots of games coming oh, out absolutely, from yeah. Switch hardware being brand new. So this is like the first time where it's like PlayStation and the Xbox, like, hey, we've got big things. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like the first time. Yeah, that's right. And like uh, both of us invest in in all three major parties, mm. so you know we we do get that sort of um, that sort of itch, I guess. Yeah. And just like you know. I don't want to talk about this too much, but just it's been talked to death. But like the Switch Pro, I really do feel like it is next year. And if it's not, um, I really hope it is because... What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm starting to get to the point now where I, I really want an upgrade to the Switch. Just being, you know, faster, better, being able to handle yeah. like better frame rates and better resolutions without, you know getting too big a dips when some stuff gets a bit more hectic on screen and all that. I'm actually hope I'm actually hoping that um, Nintendo are sort of, you know, making use of their relationship with Microsoft in terms of like how they're going with their console launch and what they could possibly do to prepare for sort of their own their own pro version and sort of go from there because obviously they're quite tight now. Uh, they have been for a long time. Um, so with this console launch and stuff like that, I'm kind of hoping that Nintendo's taking side notes from them and that they can sort of, uh, learn to roll off that a little bit. I don't think like I'd be ultimately disappointed if they didn't and went their own way because that's kind of why I like them anyway. But I think there is just some things where Nintendo can definitely sort of take a picture out of that book, you know, like, um... I think I think the biggest and obvious thing with these two consoles coming out is most of the games are coming uh, physically, at least in Australia. They're mostly coming up as Xbox uh, Xbox One X or uh, slash Series X bundles or PS4, PS5 bundles. Those games that sort of go multi-platform. 
as opposed to last generation where when you were doing the when they were doing the uh, transitional generation changeover they made they just made two versions and tried to sell them off i think they learned mm. that that was pretty pretty poor monetary wise because nobody didn't really want like a super watered down call of duty or you know whatever that was sort of happening at the time so i think that they've sort of made a good move on that and I'm kind of hoping that's sort of the same thing that happens with Nintendo as well, and they don't happen to run into the same problem that they had with the new 3DS titles, where they were just like, oh, this is exclusive only to new 3DS, and people are like, oh, well, lame. It uses the RAM. Yeah, it uses <laughs> the RAM. And, like, you know, I, I don't feel like being that declusive of other people who already are sort of in your ecosystem. Uh it is is really a good thing like at all mm. and i think um everybody sort of has that has has that worry that that's going to happen with the uh potential switch pro like they'll be like ah oh, hey look here's breath of the wild 2 but it's switch pro only you're like oh well shit <laughs> and uh just on i guess on the uh new console launches as well uh Doug Bowser Said on Twitter, he said, "Congratulations to Xbox and uh, Phil Spencer on the launch of the Xbox <laughs> Series X and S today." So just, uh, you know, because a lot of the time Nintendo doesn't actually acknowledge uh, <laughs> the other guys, and the other guys, you know, they acknowledge each other all the time. Just for, like you know, they've put it on Twitter even like the last week, just congratulating each other on each other's launches and all that. And Nintendo's just sort of sitting there like, meh, and it to put them. We're we're our own beast type of thing, but. It's good if at least uh, a face from the company just say, hey, good on you today. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> nice, sure. Nice change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Bryce, let's uh, get into some Nintendo news. It's been a very quiet week. So, if you're listening to a Nintendo podcast, if you're supporting us this week, thank you very much because uh, I know that everyone's probably on Xbox and PlayStation fever. Yes. Because I know I am. <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> yeah. So, I might just jump straight into it, Bryce. Won't play the jingle this week. So, oh, okay. Oh, or, or, do you, or do you want the jingle? You hit the jingle. Okay, we'll get the jingle then. Jesus, it's right there, mate. You <laughs> can just hit the jingle every time. <laughs> you going to change your mind right now? Yeah, yeah, I was going to change my mind right now. Okay, well, look, here's the jingle. He fought for his friends and you... Turn, take that away from him. And you, you just I spoke talked through it, the whole thing. You spoke for yes. the whole thing and you yes, just ruined it anyway. That's, that's exactly right. That was the point. That was the joke. That was, a, that was a good joke. I'm sure everyone laughed. Ha um, <laughs> ha. While listening to this. So this is from GameIndustry.biz and the title is uh, The Switch had its second best October sales in the US of any console ever. So uh, the Nintendo Switch just sold over uh, 735,000 units across both Switch and Switch Lite for the month of October in the US, giving it the second highest US October sales of any console in history. Uh, It surpassed only by the Wii, which sold 807,000 units in October 2008. In a press release from Nintendo sharing data from the NPD group, Nintendo reveals the Switch continues to be the best-selling video game console in the US after 23 consecutive months and has sold over 22.5 million units in the US alone since launch. Um, in its H1 financials last week, Nintendo raised its forecast following a 209% year-over-year increase in its operation profit uh, as its global lifetime Nintendo Switch sales reach uh, 68.3 million. The company anticipates 20, uh, 24 million units of hardware globally for the uh, physical year, uh, ending March 2021. Uh, though MPD Numbers drop tomorrow morning for the full picture. NPD Group uh, Pat, Pat, uh, Matt Pescatella shared a tidbit of insight on Twitter following the news. Uh, quote, the Switch numbers are absolute bonkers, he said. Uh, we're taking wee peak numbers here with a little risk of falling off a cliff like the we did. It's a monster of a platform, end quote. So obviously, almost two years of consecutive being the consecutive uh, best-selling platform in the US. So uh, probably not going to happen for the twenty-fourth month, uh, seeing as Xbox and PS Five came out in November. Yeah. So surely, if the, if Nintendo Switch it even um, keeps up with two new major platforms, especially the PlayStation Five, it's going to just be bonkers. 
Um, it's, it's looking to outpace PlayStation 4, which is obviously one of the best performing platforms of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not going to happen again. If it did, that is crazy. Maybe people that haven't picked up Animal Crossing yet or something are getting it for Christmas for kids or something. I, I don't know. Um, especially with no big sales or anything. I can't see anything like that happening. But No. Yeah. Uh, just a crazy success by Nintendo. When I, know, I know a lot of people... Um, whether it's in our circle or just people in the industry in general, people are saying, "Oh, you know, what's Nintendo going to do? How are they going to keep up?" Um, don't know, man. It's just not going to. It's not a problem. <laughs> no, no. And even if they do slip to like abysmal numbers, you know, they're they're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing is, is like um, I think with the Switch as it is, it's it's still a successful console and it's still selling units like crazy, regardless. And I don't think. Um, you know, this this short run is going to do anything to hinder anything at all. And if it ever did, well, you'd know about it before now, for sure. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh, Nintendo's looking to have trouble over this. Hunt. There's still a lot of people that want to switch, man. Like, you know, that everybody went and scalped all of them and started selling them for stupid prices. Everyone. Did you? Run countries out of stock. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, like Australia was out of stock for a long time. You know, the US was running out of stock because of Corona. Japan was out of stock. Like, you know, there, there are people still, it, it's still on their radar of like, I want that. You know, so it, it's definitely still going to sell, just not as well as it has in previous months because people have to spend their money on other things. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes over you know, the rest of uh, November and December and see how it goes with uh, the lead up to I guess, Thanksgiving in the US, uh, Black Friday, obviously Christmas and all that. And especially now Xbox, they have a platform out uh, that is the same price as the Switch. It mat- matches the $300 price tag in the US. Uh, it's uh, $30 more than the Switch here in Australia, being uh, it's 470 full price for a Switch here in Australia, and uh, the Xbox Series X is um, rounded up to 500 bucks. Yeah. So it's a little bit more here. So I don't, you know, you might be, oh, I'm going to save that 30 bucks and get a Switch instead of an Xbox. You know, completely different things. It's kind of like. Um, get myself a bagel on the way home. <laughs> get yourself some KFC family box on the way home. Finishes the bagel. He's like, I regret my decision. <laughs> Your kid's like, can I have a really like strong Fortnite box? You're, All right. So you're like, oh, well, if I, if I get the Switch, I can save enough money and I'll get a KFC family box. And, uh, oh, oh, well, I might actually, I'll get the Switch. And you get it home and the kid's like, I wanted the Xbox. It's like, well, I've got KFC though. And I, I couldn't have done that. I, <laughs> couldn't have got KFC. But so g- g- give me that Zinger burger then. It's like, well, I actually ate it. Sorry, mate. Like, Sorry, mate. I ate the Zinger. I like the Zinger. It was, it was delicious. It was delicious. It was beautiful. Just <laughs> like that Xbox you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So moving on. This is from Nintendo Enthusiast. And the title is Nintendo. Oh, not Nintendo. Uh, Pokemon Go to home transfers require long waits uh, or it, or exploitative uh, prices. So this is um, something I just dabbled with the other day. So I'll read the article and we'll discuss. So uh, late this September, the Pokemon company announced that connectivity between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home will be coming this year. True to that announcement, this feature has begun to roll out to trainers around the world. Currently, uh, only those who reach level 40 will have access to this edition. So at the moment, um, it's just basically going down. So I'm level 37. Um, so I've gained access to it. Bryce has said last time he tried. Um, I'm 32. He, yeah, he's 32 and he doesn't have access to it. So by the time you have this, it'll probably be ac- accessible to uh, most people. So although it should be available to everyone in the near future, those anxiously waiting to transfer their favorite Pokemon to Pokemon Home maybe want to temper the, their expectations as Niantic has placed some pretty hefty restrictions and costs on the process. Uh, first, it's important to note that the... Uh, that like the transfer between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go uh, games, uh, this process is only one way. Once you send a Pokemon to Pokemon Home, it can't go back to Go. Uh, There are also other restrictions in which Pokemon you can transfer. Um, Pokemon such as the recent Halloween Gengar can't be transferred at all, while others have multiple forms like, like Cast Form will change the form in the process. Uh, Major restrictions here though are the amount of amount of and frequency of which you can transfer a Pokemon. You have uh, 10,000 Go trans 
supporter energy to work with, and each Pokemon will cost a certain amount based on its species. So just talking about that, I was able to send four shiny Porygon before all my energy was gone. You're able to send one shiny mythical Pokemon without um, before all the energy is gone as well. So that same obviously shiny Pokemon and legendary Pokemon take up more energy than just sending a bunch of magic up, for example. Um, so that's important to note if you've got a bunch of uh, shiny mythical Pokemon, which you probably do want to transfer over. That's probably the thing you like. You do want to put into home. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, once this energy is used, it refreshes at a rate of sixty energy an hour. This means a total spent energy reserve will uh, refresh completely in a week. For those who are really impatient, you can also spend coins to refresh the energy immediately at a rate of one uh, of one coin per 10 energy. Holy shit, that's expensive. Yeah. Uh, making a full recharge of a thousand coins. Holy shit, that's, yeah, that's like 10 bucks to like not wait a week. Uh, though you can earn, that, yeah, yeah. earn coins in game, you're capped at uh, 50 per day. So this method is really, really only effective if you purchase coins. To buy 1,000 coins, you'll be spending a minimum of 10 uh, US dollars. Um, of course, this is only the cost of one transfer, so things can get a bit out of hand if you want want to be extremely quick on those transfers. So um, we'll leave it at that for the article. So, yeah, a lot of people aren't happy about this. I, I saw uh, Joe Merrick, um, who runs Cerebi, really not happy with these sort of practices um, because, you know, they're just – they're not great. No. And to be honest, when when they said that, like, really, like the initial thing, like you can, will be able to transfer from going, uh, go to home. I was about to say gome, uh, <laughs> gome to home, gome to home. Um, I didn't even think they'll there would be restrictions. Like we're paying for home, and we're spending like quite a bit of money and all that in Pokemon Go. There really shouldn't be these just arbitrary restrictions. I I guess they they might want the restrictions just so you don't flood the games with all your shinies and everything, but you know, that's going to happen anyway. They don't, they don't want to lose their players is the thing. And that's, that's the point is a lot of people are kind of like, Mm. I want to play this game and I'm just going to get some Pokemon for my, you know, for my, my game, like my shinies and from Pokemon go, because it's easier to shiny hunt or what, what have you on community days. And what they're basically saying is, well, cool, but we haven't taken enough money out of you yet. So if you want to get it done quickly, we're going to take more money out of you first before you leave. That's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to play it like, you know, every Monday or whatever. I'm going to, oh, I can transfer more and just slowly, you know, get my stuff over into into home and that's going to be that. But mm. you know, I'm, not, I'm not too worried. I'm like, oh, I've got to spend money or whatever. I'm just going to take it slow and do it that way. But it is just a bit frustrating. At least maybe um, allow a bit more to be transferred but yeah regardless uh if you're interested in that feature um you know you, you are now aware if you weren't aware before <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh also with the pokemon news so uh this is from my nintendo news.com so the pokemon company explains why pokemon sword and shield went with expansions instead of a new game so the article reads game informer has had a chance to sit uh has a chance to chat with the Pokemon company now that they've released both expansions to the incredibly popular Pokemon Sword and Shield games on Nintendo Switch. The publication first asked them why they opted for the expansion route rather than create a new game for players. The company's response was that they wanted to spend more time exploring new environments in the game that they had already purchased and use their favorite Pokemon they have collected within the game straight away. So this is a quote from the Pokemon company. There was an element of apprehension in moving to a downloadable model, but uh, we were confident that players would enjoy exploring new environments and covering new storylines and meeting new human characters and Pokemon in both the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. With the past titles, players generally had to collect and raise their Pokemon completely from scratch. So with the DLC, we thought players would enjoy being able to use their favorite Pokemon right out the gate. Uh, With the second... Oh, end quote. Uh, with the second DLC contained within the expansion pass, the Crown Tundra, players were able to explore various Pokemon dens uh, as part of the Dynamax adventure. This allowed them to catch legendary Pokemon from past titles. The team say that they wanted to ch- change how players catch these legendary Pokemon, and this paved the way for the Dynamax adventures. So another quote from the Pokemon company. The idea that Dynamax adventures started with the team 
wanting to introduce new elements to Max Raid Battles. We think Dynamax Adventures was the perfect way to achieve this. We wanted to change the way in which legendary Pokemon are captured within our games. Some of the legendary Pokemon that appear in Dynamax Adventures differ between Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Only by joining up with players using a different version of the game will have the ch chance to collect them all. So uh, just, you know, pretty basic stuff. But, um, you know, I really do agree with this. Like it is just nice having new areas to go and explore and not just like starting from scratch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that always sucked. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just to get to that little bit of extra content. And, and yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't mind like, oh, I didn't mind playing through the game again. But now as an adult, if you're like, here's a brand new version, uh, go and play through the whole thing again. Um, yeah. Not not uh, all about it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so moving on. So uh, Famitsu has uh, dropped some review scores for uh, High Warriors Age of Calamity. And I'm reading this from Nintendo Enthusiast. So Famitsu, uh, Famitsu reveals high review scores for Legend, uh, for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So Japanese publication Famitsu has revealed its uh, game review scores for the week, um, including that Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. For those unfamiliar with Famitsu's reviewing format, they have four people review the game and awarded a score out of 10. Age of Calamity has received extremely positive scores from the Japanese magazine, with nines across the board. This brings the total score to 36 out of 40. The magazine stated that uh, the game is highly satisfying as a spin-off of Breath of the Wild. It looked like you were going to say something. <laughs> the only no. uh, common concern for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity uh, that I've had in previewing the demo is the frame rate. We report about how the inconsistent... Uh, how inconsistent the game was in terms of performance. So I am hoping that the final version fixes a lot of these issues. And that is a uh, a sort of a, a common um, thing a lot of people are having after yeah. playing the demo. I know you did after playing through the demo. That's something you brought up yourself in a, your solo episode a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope they uh, fix that too. I yeah. don't think they will, but I, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it does... Like like I like I said in my solo episode, I think it, it is the pacing that really kills everything in that demo. Really, like it, it's just too fast. The character interactions are null and void; they don't really happen. And with a game that tells such a that's supposed to tell a story that we all want more information on, that's not really. Yeah, so that, yeah. When you said that, I'm like, you know, pretty disappointed because I actually I downloaded the demo. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to play like an hour or two, then just not Wait play until it. it releases. Not yeah. play it for two weeks, then jump back into it where I was. I'm going to be like, because with Octopath Traveler, the demo for that worked in the same way, and that kind of like mucked me up as far yeah. as that game goes. I jump back into it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what am I doing? How does this battle system work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm just going to play through the the full game when it comes out i feel like yeah good idea yeah so moving on with uh, azure calamity news so amiibo functionality has been detailed so also from uh nintendo enthusiast the article reads uh, as we near the launch for hyrule warriors age of calamity previews of certain features are starting to trickle out sister site destructoid has tested out amiibo functionality with the upcoming hyrule warriors age of calamity a number of different Amiibo figures uh, were used, and here are the results. To put it simply, the system works in a similar manner to that of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Amiibo act as an item delivery system with different figures granting different items to the players. Just like in The Last Hyrule Warriors, there's a daily limit of five Amiibo figures to scan per day. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, uh, sorry, the Twilight Princess Zelda figure grants a low-level ancient memory part. Uh, the... Uh, the Twilight Princess Link amiibo gives a low-level soldier's broadsword. Uh, rounding out the Zelda options tested, Sheik granted two sapphires. To try out a different series, the Dark Souls, Solitaire, and Astrio uh, amiibo were also tested. Uh, that one handed out five times uh, stealth, uh, yeah, stealth fin trouts, five blue <laughs> night uh, shades, and five restless crickets. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. Because like, it worked in that game. It's just like, it doesn't matter what amiibo it was. It just like gave you something, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the level of functionality is expected then. Uh, while it would be nice for Age of Calamity to deliver something new uh, with amiibo, these items will sure come in handy. So, yeah, you know, I guess we could, we kind of expected this just to work in a similar manner and 
just as far as actual Amiibo functionality, a lot of uh, you know, Nintendo doesn't really go that crazy with it anymore. It's just very basic. Um, as far as just using Amiibo, you've already got, and it's only the sort of Smash Amiibo that are coming out every, I don't know, six months yeah. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you want some goodies and you want a bit of a kickstart, there you go. <laughs> it's all right. We've got uh, your whole collection behind us. We can do some testing. We can do some testing. Just see you here going beep, beep, beep. Just drop all the items. And we'll five per day. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze the game. Which reminds me, actually, before we go on. Mm. I jumped on the PS5 and I crashed it in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I just gave him the controller and it just like he crashed the system. I'm like, I was in it, I was in Astro's Playroom. He's like, go hit the go hit this thing for me so that I can a trophy. I'm like, cool. And then I went over to the buzz remote, hit attack. And it crashed the PlayStation. That's the problem with Buzz, you know? It just crashes the whole system. <laughs> so moving on into, into the last bit, Bryce. So this week, uh, the 35th anniversary Super Mario Bros. Game & Watch uh, was released. I pre-ordered it all the way back when, uh, I guess, uh, was it the Mario 35th anniversary direct when everything got announced there? Mm-hmm. Pre-ordered it through JB and is currently in the post getting delivered to me. Um, I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's, it's going to take a few weeks, you would, you would imagine, you know. It's like a bit of death stranding going on, you know. They've got to walk through the hills and all that to get to me to deliver my game and watch. But It's like like with my Xbox, I'm kind of hoping that they send it in a timely fashion. I put it down for Express. So okay. They better get it to me in a timely fashion. I don't think I put this for Express because I'm not too worried. So I don't have it yet. I haven't had a much of a thing. And I haven't been watching anything on YouTube, uh, just like unboxings. That I want to unbox it myself and get it out and just... Uh, spend you know the next week just playing uh, Mario Mario Bros um, and ignoring my uh, next gen consoles. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, but it looks pretty cool. But there is actually uh, a bit of an issue that's come with it, which is actually pretty funny. So this is from Vooks.net, and the title is Nintendo issues apology for a small bug in the Game and Watch Super Mario Bros. Uh, Game and Watch. So the article reads, this very limited Game & Watch Super Mario Bros. is out this week. And before its release, Nintendo has issued an apology for a small bug in the software. It won't affect us really in Australia unless you need to read European subtitles uh, by telling us that the bug, they've uh, also spoiled one of the surprises in the system. So if you want to go in blind, don't read on. Oh, okay, so there you go. So I guess, yeah, if you don't want a spoiler for your Game & Watch, which uh, you might not have gotten in the post yet, so I'm spoiling this for myself. Big spoilers. Oh, you, you big, poor boy. Big spoilers for my game and watch coming in the post. So uh, this, is, this is the quote from Nintendo. We would like to inform you about an error with one of our uh, one of the digital clocks 25 little touches in the game and watch Super Mario Bros. system. Unfortunately, the Mario drawing song, uh, localized in English only, can only be accessed, uh, accessed by holding the A button. Displays an ink incorrect language set of lyrics in German, French, Italian, or Spanish is selected from the title screen. English, Dutch, and Japanese languages remain unaffected. However, it is possible to change the language of the lyrics shown at any time while the song plays. Please see the table below for further details, which I don't have here, so I can't look. and You can't see because this is an audio podcast. Uh, The uh, the system launch is not affected. Uh, Yeah. And they say, we would like to apologize for any inconvenience caused. So, Good lads. Thanks for the apology. Just really random. <laughs> really, it's just really random. Like, they must have like, you know, noticed and went, oh, no. We've uh, mucked up a, a little tiny thing. We can't do anything about it now. It's out. <laughs> yeah. It's not connected Pl- to the internet. Yeah, plug it into the USB-C, into your computer and update the firmware. You probably can. <laughs> Who knows? They did it enough with the NES and SNES minis. So what's going to be interesting with this is whether it's going to be hacked and you can just put like Game Boy Advance games and stuff oh, on it. Probably. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got no L and R buttons though, so good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Game Boy games though, I guess. Yeah. So a little cool thing. I don't have any experience with it yet, but no. regardless. No. So Bryce, that's all the news. So um, I said before... Uh, let's look at some of the games that have come out in the last week and uh, pick out one 
to highlight. So you've got an absolute banger. Oh, I've got such a banger, mate. All right, just let me pick up my phone. It's going to be so hard to pick up my Let's phone go. because this bang is going right off, right? So I'll um I'll, I'll say mine while you bring up yours. But like this, I guess Bryce is a bit of a joke, but mine's actually, <laughs> I guess, a, a serious one. So the game that I'm probably most excited about this week, I haven't picked it up yet, but it's probably a little bit expensive at $100 for me at the moment. But I'm a big fan of uh, rhythm games. So... Uh, Fuser has always sort of been on my uh, radar as far as uh, that goes. So I guess uh, for anyone that doesn't know what it is, this is sort of the blurb that it's included on Nintendo eShop. So from the creators of Rock Band and Dance Central comes Fuser, a non-stop virtual music festival where you control the music. Combine elements of the world's most popular songs to create and to create your own sound or partner with friends on epic collaborations and share your amazing mixes and headlining performances with the world. So basically you play as a DJ and you can sort of mix together um, different like, I guess, uh, mainstream <laughs> media songs together. And it's just, it just sounds really cool. Uh, just being just sort of some of the results you get sounds really nice. Actually, I don't really know what the gameplay hook is apart from just putting songs together and they sound good. I don't know like how the point system works or any, anything like that. But um, if I do get around to picking it up this year, I'll uh, I'll definitely let you know. I'll talk about it here on the show. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I'll get around to it this year. I've got a lot of games to play. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, we all <laughs> do. Yeah, at the moment, it's absolutely shocking. So, Bryce, you got a bagger. So, so in light of that, I guess I, I, we're going to start the Christmas spirit off already, right? It's only November, Bryce. I know, I know. But uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure Elf Bowling 1 and 2 on the Nintendo 3DS also come at a weird time of the year. So. <laughs> I can't believe they re-released those games on there. What were they on DS? I can't remember. I can't remember because I remember that there was a cartridge, like a, an actual physical game of Elf Bowling 1 and 2. I'll, and look, it, were, I'll look it up. They were Adobe Flash games. Oh. And they released a physical cart for them. <laughs> anyway, so something that popped up on the eShop this week to, to rise your festive spirit is Santa's Xmas Adventure. Right. So... As as uh, as as far as description goes, here is what it reads. Christmas based for fun for the whole family. Santa had an accident. He lost his way and all the gifts. Oh. Help him get to his goal by sliding tiles to form a path. A classic puzzle game which is harder than it looks. 720 levels across three modes to master. Test your skills and join, join Santa's adventure. When you're stuck, use a hint. The game, <laughs> the game is accessible to players for all ages and abilities through the hint system. Are you up for the challenge? It's 104 megabytes and it's $12 on the eShop, right? $12, right? And it, it does it does look like, if I have to be entirely honest... A banger. <laughs> it looks like a RuneScape sliding puzzle. If you ever, if you ever get that reference in RuneScape, they had these things called treasure trails, which were maps you needed to follow. And sometimes you would get a puzzle box where you had to slide things around to make it fit a particular agenda. And in this case, you are making pathways for Santa to collect things and then get to a goal. Awesome. So if you are a Santa fan. <laughs> yeah, massive fan of Santa. I guess this is probably the game for you. But at the same time, 720 levels of the same 4x4 four four panel grid. I'm not sure I could handle it. See, <laughs> so the thing is, uh, leading up to Christmas, you've got a uh, little girl who's under, undeniably excited for Christmas. Will you be picking it up for her to get into the Christmas spirit? No. <laughs> Do you think she should enjoy that type of thing? For $12, I'll, I'll pass, thanks. It, 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 is, it is like... You know, that's that's the thing is there's a lot of these games coming out on Switch and they're so clearly designed just for mobile phones. Like if I'm obviously again audio audio podcasts is what it is. Um, if you look at the picture <laughs> descriptions and see the pictures and stuff like that, it it is literally just like dead on. Yeah, I'll link these in the show notes for yeah. the eShop page. You can go and check them out if it, you are that interested. It, it is made for a phone. It is not made for anything else. It does not look like it's got any substance whatsoever. Uh, unless you like 720 levels of doing the same thing over and over again for 12 bucks. But, you know, there is like some awesome games that are always on sale on the eShop that will typically cost you less than that sometimes, you know. Um, I can't... like. 
you got Deponia here, six bucks, usually sixty. Mm. That's huge. Like that's that's big. Yeah, well I picked up uh oh what's it called? Felix the Reaper. Felix the Reaper. Three bucks. Wow. You know? <laughs> three bucks. I see Abzu's only three bucks on there. This this just like there's a lot of specials on at the moment, guys, and like they should be your Yeah, this they should be your first look at the moment. Um there there was like a, a few things out this week, like Hot Pursuit, I think. Hot Pursuit Remastered and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Um but to be completely honest with you, Hot Pursuit will probably go in the same bin category as Paradise in that it's too expensive for a remaster. And Melody and Memory can go on the bin because Kingdom Hearts has lost my interest for now. <laughs> it's in the bin. Sorry, and Kingdom Hearts, you lost me. Just for anyone that was interested as well, uh, Elf Bowling 1 and 2 was on DS, not 3DS. But as a physical cartridge. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. Like, holy <laughs> crap. Holy crap. It's awesome. Like, and let's take the file size of those. I think they were maybe about two megabytes each and they were put on a physical card. Oh, I, re- I remember what I got the other week too. I got Nino Cooney for 15 bucks. Yes, that too. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of sales like that on really awesome games like that are super cheap. And if you're using $12 on Santa's Xmas Adventure, I think you've got other things <laughs> you need to, you know, try and reorganize like your priorities for one, yeah. you know. Well, they might have won the lottery. It's like, bugger, I'm getting that Santa game. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, don't. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. Sorry, guys. It's probably free on Android. You know, I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Then you can give us a give us a impressions next week. Whether it's uh, worth the 12 bucks or wait for a, a sale for free. <laughs> Let's see, shall we? Right, what was the game called again? I've already forgotten what it was. Sanders Xmas Adventure. I'll see if it's on um, iOS as well. Yes. This is a uh, thrilling stuff. Everyone really wants to know about Sanders Adventure. Sanders Xmas Adventure. Hmm. Apparently, it's on PS4. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Holy crap. I actually think it might. Oh, it has a physical version on PS4. <laughs> what? And it's $20 US. 20? Yes. Wow. What the f- It didn't come up on iOS, so. Uh, show, us that, show us the physical one. That's a collector's item and a half. Hopefully it's backwards compatible on um, PlayStation 4. I mean, 5. Everyone can Literally, enjoy it on their new next-gen console. This is the page from PlayAsia. It's on PlayAsia. Santa's Xmas Adventure. Who's it? Who's it published by? What's their name? GS2 Games. Oh, my God. <laughs> GS2. That they made a-, a physical version of what is essentially a mobile phone game. Mm. And, like, not, not a recent mobile phone game like Genshin Impact where it's, like... <laughs> Breath of the Wild quality in the palm of your hands, actually using all the power of your mobile phone. It's like the fucking bejeweled one of Santa Christmas games. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't get it. How did, how did it ever have a physical release? Don't know. And it, it, it is, I, <laughs> I'm so confused by this prospect. Why did I bring this up now? It, it's not as far as we can tell. It's not on app stores. But it has the most mobile UI you've ever seen in your life. What? What kind of a can of worms have you opened here? I don't I, know. I don't like it. Let's move on. Oh my god. <laughs> so Bryce, I think uh, we need to we need to let you go. We need the end of the show. You need yeah. to go and pick up your kids and get the work and all that type of thing. Yeah, that's right. It's three fourteen already. Yeah. So we'll wrap up the show. Everybody, thank you for joining us for episode 168 of The House of Mario. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and you can follow me at iDruby. You can follow the show at the... You can follow the show at the House of Mario. A bit of an aneurysm there. And you can follow Bryce at IVRevan. You can join our Discord community and uh, talk to us and our uh, listeners there. It would be absolutely fantastic. Share some... 
screenshots or of your games, swap some IDs, play some online games, do all that type of fun stuff. Bryce, you had a bit of a shout out you wanted to make to yes. one of the communities you're involved with yes, I do. on the show. Since, since we're so big and this is a massive platform, I, I've, I've got a, I've got a bit of a bit of a call to action to anybody that uh, you know might be might be putting their hands out there and, and doing the tests around and doing some things, whatever. Mm. But um, we have, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this on the show before. It would have been a long time ago at this point. Um, I've always talked about Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, a friend of mine has joined the admin team of the uh, Facebook group, which is their main community for the Australian side um, and has sort of asked uh, to help sort of promote it and maybe try and bring people to the game and uh, the community as a result, uh, because we're always actively fighting for, you know, an Australian server and, you know, the developers have been really good and kept in contact with us and all that stuff, which is great. But yeah. Uh, So I suppose if you, if you're picking up, your shiny new PlayStation or you need something on your PlayStation 4 or you have a computer, <laughs> you know, a computer that you'd like to try try something new on, uh, go ahead and give Final Fantasy XIV a crack. It is free to play all the way up until level 60. That is the base game plus the expansion. You do not have to pay a single dollar for that, not even subscription fee. So if I had to equate that to amount of content that you get for absolutely free... I would have to say it'd be a thousand plus hours, not mandatory content, but a lot of side content and stuff like that as well. Um, if you have been looking for a communal type of game, that's probably a great place to go. Uh, so with attached to that as well, we have that Facebook community, uh, which is God damn. I'll put, it in the sh- put it in the show notes. It's all you, good. You'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get the link. Right. It, it's a big long name. It's like Final Fantasy 14 Australian community on Facebook or something or other. I don't use Facebook anymore, so I'll have to look it up. But, um, you know, uh, we've built a community of over 5,000 plus members on Facebook alone. Then there's the Discord that's always full as hell. And uh, it's it's a huge communal game, guys. Like I like a lot of the American friends I stay in touch with. Um, a lot of the people from here that have gone away play it, you know. Um, so I've I've met plenty of lifelong friends playing it, and I play with friends that I haven't, you know, seen in a very long time, and I meet new people all the time. It's a great experience. And since the free trial's been uncapped now to level sixty, you can play. I'd like to say, what is it? Three expansions deep now. So that means you can pay, play half of the game for free without spending a cent ever. Yeah. So if you're a big nerd like Bryce, that's exactly right. Go and check out the Australian community you, or you your can, local community and get in there. You can play it on your PlayStation 5 at 60 frames per second 4K. Wow. Yeah. Which wow. is good for an MMO, by the way. Because there's so much shit on screen at all times if you get into a congested area. So that's pretty good. Yeah, so get in there if that interests you. Absolutely. So in this week's Nintendo Jukebox is Bowser Freestyle by the Kevin Bennett. We've had the Kevin Bennett uh, put on Nintendo Jukebox before. I absolutely love his uh, style and what he does with video game music. So go and check him out on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, whatever your platform of choice is for music. Musik. Yeah. So guys, until next week. The doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Bye. I got you. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. It's that time. And we're about to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Take a look, you and me are not the same I'm a specimen and I'm about to exit out the cage I'll be targeting these rappers that be getting all the praise And they vanish because the Bennett left them without a trace Feel the energy when I step in the room Everyone wanna be me because I'm reputable The reason I'm rapping slow is because my belly is falling Seconds of all, give me the horns, mess with the ball It's a really big, stupid mistake You do to get blazed, I think you should assume to be flamed I'm proving insane with how I'm so amused by the pain But they be getting it from the king, tell me who would complain My living room is such a lucrative place I'm making money in my sleep, taking snooze by the cage 
All the damage that I do got you spooked and afraid. They wonder why I'm acting crazy while I'm losing my brain. It's gone. Yeah. They don't even want to talk about it. No, they don't. Your favorite rapper think I'm raw sounding. Yeah, he do. used to be with George, now it's Franklin. Every day I'm counting, doing numbers like an all accountant. Yeah, I'm rich. They used to tell me I should think logic. I don't regret I never did college. Thought I had to be the average, but I'm glad I had it. Cause I had to rap up like a cobra cause I spit toxic. It's a mosh pit. Got these motherfuckers jumping like they in the CrossFit. This some final boss shit. Put a couple rappers in the hospice. Going with my day and put my feet up in the office. Stack a couple bodies in the store, I'm in my closet. Sorry. Better hope you wasn't claustrophobic. Cause other rappers you'll be nose to nose with. Racking up the bodies like my middle name is COVID. Yeah. I'm inappropriate. Do a dog in the Doberman. Took a sip out of 40 and Kevin never been sober since I've been killing the beast at the point of speak with an overlist. I'm an ultimate troll. Don't ever think you could cross the bridge. Freaking awesomeness. I'm on the wanted list. Burn the house down like I was an arsonist. I'm like Bowser, better Bowser to the sovereign. Or else I'm gonna be severing your oxygen. Goodbye. Oxygen.